using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean? I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we talk about sexual escalation in a way that we've never really covered it before because we go into step-by-step how to sexually escalate with a woman and what it entails. Like We literally break it down for you with our guest, Alex Vilincheck, on the show. And he also talks about how to create amazing sexual tension with a woman. Again, not giving like, you know, mindset stuff. This is real, actual, tangible things that you can do with women. So keep listening. Welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. We hope you're taking advantage of cuffing season, mm-hmm. like we talked about before. But we're going to talk about something totally different today. I'm your host, Kristen Carney, here, of course, with Marnie Kinris. And we have Alex from Playing with Fire, who's a relationship coach, janitor. <laughs> just, kidding, just, just kidding about the janitor part. But he's going to give us so many awesome tips on how to talk to women, right? Yeah. yeah, I learned a lot from uh, cleaning floors for 20 years and I decided yeah. to become a relationship coach. Yeah, so share what you've learned. Actually, why don't you tell people like who you are and how you got into this space of advising others on how to date, how to have relationships, how to communicate. I want to hear your backstory. Sure. I'm honestly, in a lot of ways, an average guy. I had a lot of social anxiety growing up. Didn't lose my virginity until I was 19. Was really bad with women growing up and just struggled with it. But in other ways, I was very normal. You know, I had a group of friends, good upbringing. So I wasn't one of those cases where like, oh, you know, I had a bad childhood. No, great parents, did everything they could, but they never taught me anything about women. Also, I was an immigrant. We moved around a lot. So that's probably- That won't be my children. <laughs> they're, they're going to be well informed. Sorry, I interrupted you. But yeah, continue. <laughs> I just want to play with dolls. No. Yes. No. <laughs> you have to do Don't your touch them there. No, uh, it's, so, it's so funny because even today on my car ride, I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. And I feel like I'm trying to be as like open as possible to every option. And my four-year-old asked me, he's like, wow. he's like, so daddy's your husband, right? I said, yes. And he said, well, wh- why didn't you marry a woman? I said, well, that's not my preference. I'm not attracted to women. I don't 
find them romantically intriguing. But for you, you could marry a man, you can marry a woman. Like I'm already doing these things. And my friends, when I tell them the conversations that I have with my children, are like, I cannot believe you bring up things with your your children. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, I feel more parents should be having these conversations much earlier about these things so that you wouldn't be in this situation later on. Yeah, I mean, it would have been helpful. I also got to keep in mind, I was growing up around, you know, the 2000s. So there was no YouTube channels with dating information. None of this stuff existed at all. My earliest, earliest dating influence was Tucker Max's book, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, which was around 2010, which is not really meant to be a dating book in any sense of the word. It's just like his accounts. So, I mean, growing up, I was always struggling with women and uh, I discovered the pickup dating community, whatever you want to call it. It started off me reading Neil Strauss' book, The Game around 2012, 2013. And then I just got immersed in it. And then just kept, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things we can go into. But the long and short of it is that I just went out and kept trying to interact with women and get better at it and get better at it. And then around 2016, 2017, I started documenting my stories. Right. So did the things that you were trying lean towards pickup artist strategies, because if, if those were the two pieces of literature that you were utilizing, most of those have... They largely did, yes, around that time. But it wasn't just that. I also had a lot of uh, friends in college that were like, what do you call natural? So people, these are people who are like naturally good with women. So it wasn't like just I was learning from pickup parts. I was also learning from a lot of, uh, especially one guy who was like just naturally very good. So that kind of is the reason why I'm not big on tactics or like, you know, lines and whatnot, because at the end of the day, first of all, that doesn't even really work. But secondly, that's just like, that wasn't my influence growing up. Well, actually, so I'm going to segue. I want you to finish your story, but I want to tap into this natural. Thing, right. So can you tell people a little bit about someone who is naturally good with women and what that means? Yeah. Yeah. In the pickup community, they call them a natural, but it's basically just someone who, for whatever reason, and there could be any number of factors, like, for example, maybe sisters, maybe, you know, a good older role model, maybe just a result of being popular in school. So, you know, just maybe they got to school and there wasn't anyone who looked like them. Maybe they were bigger than other kids and other kids deferred to them and they developed good self-esteem. Anyway, so these are people who are just naturally successful women. They don't really need to follow any kind of strategies or watch this stuff. In fact, they wouldn't because they would think it's nerdy, right? They're yeah. like, oh, what the hell is this? What do you need this they for? They just naturally have an intuition. Just for some people, like, they're naturally good at, I don't know, let's just say driving a car, right? It's just very intuitive. And some people need lessons, right? They just struggle with it. They don't know how to like, oh. So it's kind of like that sort of thing. I was not one of them, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but you got to be in a world with them and watch them, right? So like, what did you see them doing that the pickup artists were not doing? What was so different? Because you were even just saying like, the pickup stuff doesn't work, this stuff works. So what is something about these naturals? Because we can all learn to become naturals, right? So what were the things that you were seeing that they were able to do? Yeah, I wouldn't say the pickup stuff doesn't work because there's some pickup stuff that definitely does work. I, was, I meant more just like the corny lines type of thing. What do you associate when you watch like MTV's pickup artist show? Like whatever you associate with that, that's the stuff that doesn't really work well. At least most of it doesn't. But the thing with naturals is they have a very hard time explaining why would they do works. So they're just kind of like, you go to a party and they just like start talking to people. And then like 20 minutes later, they're making out with a girl, right? And if you ask them like, hey, how exactly did you do that? They can't really explain that. Like, I don't know, I was just talking to her, right? That's usually the, about the extent of the explanation you get because I never had to really consciously think about, okay, I talked to her friend, then I talked to her, then we got a drink. Like they never think about it, break it down to that degree. So 
if you're watching it from an outside perspective and you don't understand dating or women, it just looks like witchcraft, honestly. You just don't understand. You just see them in the distance go off, start talking to people, and then like 10, 20 minutes later, maybe an hour later, whatever, they're with a girl. And you don't know how they did it, and they can't explain to you how they did it. So you have to really start like analyzing and try reverse engineering. So tell like a quick little anecdote. I remember when I was a freshman in college, in high school, I partied, obviously, but our parties were kind of lame. It was just a bunch of dudes. But when I got to college, it was like, you know, very co-ed parties. I started going to like big, you know, whatever, frat parties and whatnot. And I was always really confused about how you go from talking to a girl to making out with a girl, right? I wasn't even thinking about sleeping with girls. I was just thinking about, okay, right. how do I get to the part where I kiss a girl? And we were going to these parties and I would watch like my friends, like, you know, make out with girls, which is something I was never able to do. And I was just like, I don't understand how you go from talking to kissing. Like, it seems like a big jump. And then what I finally realized, like after observing like one of my friends for a while, is that there's an in-between step where you maybe touch her hand. There's like some touching in between. And that's like the in-between step. So those are the kind of realizations I started having just from like observing people who are like naturally good with girls is that there's like all these in-between steps that it's very easy to brush past if you don't know what you're looking for. I want to hear all the in-between steps. <laughs> well, I'm totally like Alec. When I was younger, I was like, how does it happen? And I looked at kissing or sex or getting with the opposite sex or with the same sex as like a drug deal. Like, I was like, <laughs> how does it happen? Like, do you like, how does it go down? And is it just like in a dark alley? And like, it just like, <laughs> dark alley. you know, like you exchange dollars and then yeah, it just seemed like this extreme thing that like, I didn't know how to deal drugs. Therefore, I didn't know how to start making out with a guy. And so like you just said, there's those smaller steps leading up to it. And once I realized that I was like, Oh, I see. It's like, you need like a gateway drug, like marijuana leads to cocaine, whereas hand touching leads to no make out, right. like kind of thing. Yeah, I like this drug dealer analogy. I think also the issue gets compounded significantly when you have a lot of incorrect beliefs about dating and sex and whatnot. So one of the ones that I have was that sex is something that's mainly for men, like women don't really enjoy it. And that it's like almost like a burden for the girl. So when you have that mindset, it's definitely a lot harder to you know, sleep with a girl or even make out with a girl if you're thinking that it's not something that she's going to enjoy. So there's a lot of these mindsets that men might have that are really incorrect that will hinder you from a internal perspective and just how you view the opposite sex and dating. And then once you can scrap those mindsets and have healthier mindsets, then the whole thing just becomes a lot easier. Yeah, because then you have faith in yourself. You're like, I can do this and I won't get in trouble or I can do this and she's going to like it. I can do this and it's acceptable for me to do it. I can do it. And if she says no, then I can walk away and it'll be totally fine. Because even you were saying before, your friends who were naturals, they had, let's call it luckier childhoods where they had positive reinforcement around this area of being social and interacting with women. They didn't have many negative experiences. They didn't start to potentially form these negative beliefs, they only had positive beliefs. So can you walk us through these? I know it's really hard to do because it's different in every situation. But like, if you're in a conversation with a woman, what do you need to be able to go to that touch? Then if you're touching, like, what do you need to be able to touch a little bit more sexually? I would love to hear kind of like a, a semi step-by-step playbook of what guys can do. Sure. I get you. We're not talking about internal things anymore, right? We're just talking about practical things, correct? 
Yeah. Even what Christian was just saying, like, I feel like if somebody were to have broken it down to her saying like, listen, this is what happens in a drug deal. Like I get all dressed up and I go to the corner of X and X and then I'm waiting for this person. This other guy comes up to me, gives me a high five. We have a five minute conversation. And then we're like, oh yeah, do you have the goods? And then he gives me a high five again, puts them in my hand. I want, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, see how it's not like so seedy and dirty and so foreign. Like, let's try and break it down a little bit. Obviously, it's not going to be very specific, but a little bit for the guys that are listening. Yeah. So the best way I think to explain it is just to look at it as like slowly turning a knob off. So you want to keep increasing by small percentages. I think the problem a lot of guys get into is they go from 0% to 50%, right? Which will be the equivalent of like, you're just talking to a girl to suddenly you're making out with her, right? And that's like too much for the girl. She's like, whoa, what are you doing? Right? So the way I've always explained is you want to just slowly amp it up, 0 to 5%, 5 to 10%, 10 to 15%. So what might that entail? Well, 0% is just purely having a conversation, right? There's nothing sexual. Going to 5 or 10% might be that you hold eye contact a little bit longer. You slow down your speech a little bit, right? You talk a little bit slower. Proximity, you might get a little closer to her. Not like creepy close, but like you would get a little bit closer. And then at each part of the way, you're seeing how she responds. So for example, this is the reason why it's very rare that I get rejected when I go for the kiss, simply because I can prevent that. Because if I go to 10%, I get a little closer to her. Then if she pulls back, then I know it's not the right time to go for the kiss, right? So you can almost entirely preempt like, you know, the kiss rejection thing by just doing it very slowly. Another than, you know, 15% might be something like you putting your hand on her knee. Now, let's see how does she respond to that? Does she pull away? Okay, that means it's time to pull back a little bit. Or does she respond positively to it? In which case you take your hand and you can move it a little further on her knee. Now you can put it there for five seconds and then move it back, right? You can also, it doesn't have to be just constantly up. It could be 15%, 10%, 20%, 15%, right? Yeah, which is even better. Yeah, and then you pull back your touch for a minute and then you see. How does she react? Does she get closer to you? And then you can put your hand on there for longer, right? You can brush past her hair. How does she react to that? Does she pull back? Or is she like, do her eyes light up, right? And these are the kind of the green lights that you look for each step of the way, right? And then just by doing it in a very smooth, progressive way, one, the whole thing just becomes a lot smoother and a lot more enjoyable for the girl. But two, you can prevent these like harsh rejections of the girl being like, whoa, like I'm not ready to kiss because you would have prevented it three steps before that. I love it. I absolutely love it. I like the dial analogy as well, because that's the thing that so many guys forget. And that's the thing that that's probably why all of Christian's drug deals have gone so horribly, because she's trying to jump from A to Z really quickly. And that is jarring for another person. A to heroin. A to heroin, exactly. Yeah, I think as a girl, you could totally get away with it most of the time. Like if you're a girl and you want to like make a move on a guy, you could totally go from zero to 50 right away. And most guys will just be like, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever. I think right. as a guy, you do have to be smoother than that. But Generally speaking, it depends on how much the girl's into you. If the girl's super into you, you know, you can get what you, you can be. You can do everything and, super fast. Yeah, you can yeah, go like, yeah, do, 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 like, you know, slowly just keep turning and don't even take your finger off of that knob. It can just go at a very, very fast level. I completely agree. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and continue talking to Alex Vilenchek and we're going to talk to him. Is that, did I say that right? Vilenchek? Yeah, you're, you're quite close. Vilenchek. Yeah. Vilenchek. Okay, I want to say it properly. And we're going to talk more about this conversation, like how to talk to women to get into this space where they could be and would be accepting of slow escalation points. All right. So we'll be back in a minute. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle. And that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. 
Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back. And Alex, why don't you tell people again your Instagram channel and where they can find out more information about you before we get started? Yeah, sure. Just check out my YouTube channel. It's Playing With Fire Dating. We have a lot of free videos on there. You know, everything you just, everything you possibly are curious about dating, how to text, how to flirt, how to build sexual tension, how to escalate, all that stuff. We have videos. We have like a dozen videos on each thing. So you can find all that information on there. I'm not too active on Instagram, but you can also check out our website, playingfire.com. We have a big tips and guides section. So if you're one of those people that prefers reading rather than watching, then we have all the stuff that we talk about on YouTube as written guides on there. Amazing. Okay. So give us a guide on the conversation piece because a lot of guys, and I actually just had a client the other day who was saying he typically sees this pattern. He is really great over text. He knows how to tease and be bantery and playful. And then he gets in person and they, he always connects with the women, but he's not going to that next level with them. And then the woman kind of gets bored after the second date and says, "Ah, I don't really feel any chemistry. So how do we have conversation with women, right? Where you connect, but you also can build and create attraction. Like, is there a difference in that kind of conversation that's being had? I try to look at it more in terms of sexual tension rather than attraction, because I think it becomes easier for guys to comprehend, but you can use those words interchangeably, largely. So I think of it, okay, like you're having a good conversation with a girl, you're laughing, you're flirting, or whatever. Let's just say you're laughing, you're having a good time, you're talking about random shit. But if there's no sexual tension, it is eventually going to get boring, or she's going to just think of you as a friend. So how do you build sexual tension? You maybe slow down your speech again. You hold stronger eye contact. Proximity is another big one. Light touches. Also just uh, fucking around and flirting. So what does that mean? So if she says something, you try to make the conversation sexual. Like, And there's so many ways you could do that. You could say, you could use the classic, that's what she said joke, but find little ways to have fun with it. Now, I think the problem a lot of guys have is not that they're incapable of flirting or making the conversation sexual. It's just that they're stopping themselves from doing it because they have, when they go on a date with a girl, they're just so nervous. They think, okay, I have to say something so great. They, they put up this barrier and then they can't think of anything to say. And maybe what they can come up with is something basic like, hey, how was your day, right? But if you lower that barrier, right? If you don't make a big deal out of talking to a girl, you just think of it like, oh, whatever, it works out. It's great. If it doesn't, whatever, I don't care at all. Then the barrier goes down and suddenly, naturally, you're more capable of finding good things to say. Now, that's one of those things that's easier said than done. Obviously, I think a good way is just to get a lot of experience and practice going out with girls and not really giving a shit about like about impressing her. I think, in fact, scrapping the whole idea, oh, I have to impress the girl, is a good thing for guys. Like, instead of thinking of how to impress the girl, focus on like, okay, like, do I like this girl? Like, are we having a good time? How can I make this conversation fun for both of us, right? Instead of just like, how can I make this fun for her? 
So I think that's like a good starting point. I do want you to clarify one thing. So when you tell people to make the conversation more sexual, it doesn't mean using like sex terms, right? It's not going directly for, oh, I'd like to see your breasts. I'd like to touch your ass. Like, no. That's like assault level, no, I think, no. if you start talking about that too fast. So what do you mean when you're saying to make it sexual? Because for me, when I hear that, I understand. Kristen understands. It means a sexual tone, right? Undertone, yeah. Undertone. But what exactly does that mean? And again, like maybe you could show people the difference and maybe Kristen can be the person that you do this on. But like you said, like slow down your voice. Like, so we're talking like this now. So what does it actually sound like? Okay, sure. So let's say me and Kristen, you know, we're not, because it's kind of hard to, if we're like from different parts of the world. Hard to, because I look so horrible right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, because we're different parts of the country. So it's not like I can like move my hand through the monitor and like touch your hair. But this is the new world though. People are virtual dating. Yeah, awesome. so this is like the first step. So this is very accurate about as to how it would actually look for people. Fair enough. I would never actually do a virtual date with anyone because I think those are like sort of lame. But anyway, that aside. So let's say me and Kristen are out at a bar and we've been talking for a little bit, right? It's not like we just met, right? Because you do want to build a little comfort first. We've been talking for maybe 30 minutes or something like that. Now, an example of doing it incorrectly would be something like, again, going from zero to 50. So it might be something like, oh, Kristen, you have nice long hair. I can't wait to pull on it and pull your hair because you probably like that, you dirty girl, or something like that. that would yeah, be like, or like, oh, were you a gymnast when you were younger? Because I'm sure your legs bend really nice. Like, <laughs> Waiter? Check. Yeah. Right. Maybe a complete what the fuck. You might want to do it a lot more smoothly. So you might say something like, oh, that's a cool Yankees hat. You big Yankees fan. Right. So use that as an inch. You'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I like the Yankees. And then, like, and then I might take her hat and just maybe move it slightly sideways. Right. It'd be like, there we go. Now you look like a real baseball fan. Right. So again, it's very subtle. Right. There's no strong sexual undertone, but there is that light touch. She'd be like, oh, haha. Yeah. I guess I am a Yankees fan. Now maybe she'll move her head back. Right. I'd be like, oh, you ruined it now. So again, and then you might maybe slow down your speech. So that's like a small little sexual undertone. Instead of saying like, oh, you know, your hair is so long, I can't wait to like pull on it or something like that. I might compliment her eyes. I might say something like, oh, I like your eyes. What color are they? And then she would answer, right? What would you say? Blue? Yeah. Blue? blue. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Or you could pull the hat off so you could see my eyes better or, yeah. you know, or pull my hat up a little bit and say, I want to see your eyes. Yeah, exactly. And then I would hold that, maybe hold that glance a little bit extra long, more than it's necessary to see the color of her eyes. And we go like, there we go. Ooh, now we're staring at each other, right? And then you just keep the eye contact. That could be another thing you would do. And then you might compliment and be like, oh, you have really good eye contact. I like that. Well, the guy I started dating, or the guy I'm dating, my boyfriend. <laughs> She's like, my husband, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've been married for 50 years. I call him the guy I just dated. I don't think we did it on purpose. He's definitely not the type who's like trying to figure out his game or something. So I think it happened naturally. Well, so you think, Kristen? <laughs> yeah, I know. But he listens to every episode. He's like, he's like, I've listened to all four hundred and twenty yeah. episodes. I know exactly how to turn you on. One of my oldest yeah. subscribers. Yeah, but we did. We were sitting outside and we were trying to figure out the color of each other's eyes. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really natural. So we're going back to the natural thing. I don't know if he brought it up first or I brought it up first, but I remember his eyes were very sparkly, but I couldn't really pick up on were they blue or they green or they hazel. Like I couldn't really get a feel. And I think mine kind of go back and forth. And so that was a really good, comfortable way to get flirty and close quickly. Cause we were, it seemed like we were genuinely trying to figure that out. So I think that's something that guys could use 
But the key is to actually feel like you're really curious. Like, wait, what color eyes do you have? I can't see and get a little bit close, you know? Yeah, and I love that. Okay, can I just say one thing? So I am exploring getting LASIK eye surgery. So I went to the LASIK eye specialist the other day. And he was flirting with you. He's like, what color? Oh, well, first of all, the first guy recognized me. He goes, do you have a YouTube channel? I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, I've watched some videos. I got some of your dating advice. And I was like, oh, okay, wonderful. Because like my voice, obviously, I mean, and right before that, I've been complaining about their process in their office. And I was like, oh shit, now <laughs> you hate me after this. <laughs> then the doctor came in and he's like, hey, you know, like a 50-year-old, like Jewish kind of nerdy doctor, you know, right up my alley, obviously. But he walked in. And he like so confident, obviously, because this is his space you know, that we were in. But I found it really interesting that after he looked in my eyes and we were directly making eye contact for about 30 seconds, I automatically felt something more with him and for him, like more connected. Because you know how a while ago there was that 36 questions to I love you it was a New York Times article about this study that was done about putting people into a room who had never met each other before. They asked these 36 really deep questions and then they had to stare into each other's eyes for two minutes and how it actually made them fall in love with each other. Having that connection piece of conversation and then the eye contact, I actually felt, you know, I'm not going to divorce my husband and marry this man, but I felt something for him when he was looking in my eyes. He must have like stalkers all over the place because he's looking in people's eyes every single day. But I thought that was really interesting. So utilizing something like this, if you have the opportunity with saying like, hey, what color are your eyes? Are they hazel? Are they green? Like, I think that that's actually something that can be really beneficial and not just used as, or I guess used as a tool, but something that can help connect people more. I think it's great. Yeah, I think eye contact is super, like a strong way to just build connection, make things more, build sexual tension. I think eye contact is great. One of the best things. That in proximity, just getting closer to a person. When you're naturally close to a person, there's a lot more sexual tension. I think the only thing I would add is you don't want to have it all just be a bunch of techniques, right? Because then it's going to come off very forced because you're going to be like, okay, can I take a look at your eyes now, right? So I like to go into it more with like a just like fuck it type of attitude where like, let's just see what happens rather than have like a very strict game plan. Because then I see guys, they become too rigid, they become too robotic, and then that completely negates all the sexual tension, right? Because if it feels like what the guy's doing is like a script, you're not going to feel the sexual tension, right? There's no spontaneity. So I think that's important not to get stuck on like these like, like, yeah, it's good to have like these things in the back of your mind, but not have like a very rigid game plan that you feel like you have to stick to. Totally. But the truth is, is that you have to learn something in the very beginning and it's going to be rigid no matter what. So I would advise if guys can practice at home beforehand, so I've talked about this before on the show. So I grew up in a bedroom that had mirrored sliding doors for my closet. And I think because I wanted to be an actress when I was younger, I would just always have mock conversations in my room with myself, obviously. But I could hear the other person. I was doing like imaginary play, but I could always see my face and I would practice my reactions and I would practice responses and I would practice what the other person was saying and what I was saying so that I didn't know that I was doing it at the time. But I feel like it prepared me for a lot of situations for when I did them actually in real life. So for guys who are listening, if you can on your own, maybe while you're cooking dinner or something, like have a mock conversation with yourself and try transitioning to looking at a girl's eyes so that it doesn't feel forced, but it's more authentic. And obviously this conversation that you have in your head is going to be made up and you can try it a whole bunch of different ways. It's just a way to like mentally rehearse this before you do it in person. And then 
try to do it. Like even try to do it with your coworkers to just see like what it can do and how it feels to do this. It's just a way of using some training wheels so that when you're in the moment with a girl, if you do want to utilize something like this as a way to get closer, and then maybe you can figure out other ways that are more natural. I think it's a great way to get more comfortable with it. So it's not as rigid, but knowing that it may potentially be rigid in the beginning because it's not something you've ever done before and may not feel comfortable with. But I definitely would say to try it. Let me just add something really quick to that because I think it might be helpful. So I think that that's not a bad idea, but I think another thing is you got to keep in mind. So if while you're doing this, like you're looking into a girl's eyes, you have a million things flying through your head, it's going to reflect in your body language and it's not going to work as well as compared to if you just feel very grounded, relaxed, at ease, you're just very focused on the moment there's going to be a lot more sexual tension. So I think one thing that you can do to help with that is just practice meditation like five, 10 minutes a day, even before you go on a date. So you can kind of clear your mind, even though you have that stuff in the back of your head, you clear it right before you go on the date. So again, it's a lot, you're a lot more grounded. It's a lot more natural rather than like there's a million things flying through your head, because if that's the case, then you're probably not even going to be able to do it, right? You're going to be like, uh, you know, I think that's the problem a lot of guys have is they're just overthinking it. They have too much stuff going through their mind and they just become, they just get confused and they just forget to do everything. And then they're like, oh crap, two hours went by and I didn't even like <laughs> make a move, right? Fuck, I was thinking I had too much stuff going in the back of my mind. So I think it is good to do stuff like meditation or flow state activities to kind of practice clearing your mind. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Well, we're going to wrap up this call with you right now because I think we have definitely given the guys a lot of information to absorb and to go out and practice with. But I thought that this was wonderful and you totally delivered on what I wanted you to deliver on today, which is, and even actually you went like above and beyond. So I think it's fantastic. Thank you. But tell people again, how to watch you on YouTube, how to check you out on YouTube and learn all the tips and tools that you have to share. Uh, yeah, just check out the YouTube channel. You know, it's, we have like playlists on there. So for example, you're looking for texting, you're looking for what to do on a date, you're looking for just general self-improvement. We have playlists for all that. So you can just pick out whatever it is that you're struggling with, find videos on it. We also have a TikTok if you have an attention span of 30 seconds or less, and we have something for you. It's our TikTok. So where we try to take all these concepts and explain them in 30 seconds. So you can check that out as well. But I think our YouTube channel is a lot better because we go a lot more in depth. We provide examples. We do demonstration videos. I have my girlfriend on. We do demonstration videos. In the past, I've had other girls on. So you can find all that stuff on there. I absolutely love it. And Kristen, where do people get in touch with you? Because Kristen helps people with bantering and helps them with their online profiles and just overall how to chat with women better. Yeah, I'm at kristenandchill.com. If you need help with your banter, I'm your gal. I'm your banter gal. And it also goes a lot into texting. I mainly, like Alex was saying, like he has a playlist for texting. I do tons of texting help. So check me out. I love it. And you can go to winggirlmethod.com to get more information from me and about me. And new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. We are going to take a break over the holidays, but we're going to have some amazing reruns available for you that are awesome and some of Kristen and my favorite episodes. And I think that starts next week or possibly the week after. But new episodes typically come out at 5 p.m. Pacific on Thursday. Please go and subscribe to our show and share our show with as many guys as you know that you think need this assistance as well. The more that other men know this, the better that men do overall. And you want to pass this information around. Well, if you think about it, we've never said this before, but if you get your friends to be good with women, they're going to be pulling women around you that are of value. Yeah. And so it really is, it's like a good excuse to share the show with a friend because all of a sudden, if 
Frank is killing it with the chicks. You get to hang out with Frank's chicks. Oh, freaky Frank. At it again. Freaky Frank. It is kind of true. Like uh, some guys write to me because I uh, send out these surveys after people get programs of mine and I'll say, oh my God, I forget what it is. But it's like basically like, is there something else that we can do like to get more help for other guys? And like guys will write back, like I don't want to share this with anybody because then I'll have competition. But I I love the attitude that you have because I believe that in like my business world as well. Like everybody elevates each other together. If you're competitive and thinking that somebody else is going to take what's yours, you're always going to stay at a lower level. Like working as a team, assisting other people, putting information out there that they can grasp onto as well. It only elevates you in some way. So I I love that you just said that. So guys who are listening, please share this with other men because not only will it help them, it will also help you. All right, we'll see you guys next week. You're awesome. 